Hello and welcome back to the Bucks Rugby Pod. There were no huge surprises this week as both Met and Loughborough won at home and Exeter made their way up into the top four. Joining us this week is Scotland Under-20s International and the captain of Exeter, Ollie Leatherbarrow. Enjoy. Right then, we'll jump straight in as we always do. Ollie, how are you and uh, how was your trip to St. Helens? Yeah, all good, thanks, mate. Um, nice and successful. Five points, exactly what we wanted. Um, bit of a bit of a stop and start game, but you can't complain at the end of the day. So yeah, good. Yeah, St. Helens ain't the easiest place to go. A few people have had some issues there, but um, you've been quite successful on the road this season. You had some tough games as well. I was looking through your fixtures. How's it? How's it been on the road with the boys? Yeah, I think uh, um, first one was was met away, and there was a lot of pressure on that to win it because we 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 lost the first two, so. Um, that was that was a good win, and then um, yeah, you know, twenty this week another good win. So we're um, a bit of a tough start, but I think everyone's had a tough start really. So um, it's nice just to get a couple of wins under our belt and hopefully keep building. Yeah, you were talking about those uh, well, two losses to start the season. Everyone was saying it. Oh, our Exeter not up to it this year. It was mental the almost drama people created out of two losses. How confident were you that you the lads were going to get back to that level again? Yeah, it was funny. Um, I remember waking up on the day of the Met game and checked my phone, and the first thing I seen was um, Book Super Rugby tagged me in a post saying that I'd be the first captain to lose three games in a row for extra or something. Oh, so I, was, I was absolutely <laughs> bricking myself. I was like, oh my god! So yeah, I got down to King Coyd. I was like, right, boys, let's do it. Um, and yeah, luckily got that win, but um. You know, it's just, I think the, the league this year, there's probably about seven teams and we always say it, but especially this year, anyone is beating anyone. And, and it's just, it's not that other teams have got worse. It's just that everyone's everyone's come up to level. Like you look at Bath now and you look at, you look at their team, that is a stacked team full of senior academy lads. And the boys have said that their coaches have, um, have, are from the Bath setup as well. So I think it's the pathway is just getting stronger and stronger with every team really. Yeah, you're not wrong about how, like you said, there's about seven teams fully in the competition to to win it, arguably. And you played that Cardiff Met game, and I, to be fair, I didn't realize the pressure that was on you personally taking yeah. on the captaincy. But Cardiff came off the back of losing their first Cardiff clash, and obviously, your last visit to Kinkoi didn't quite go to plan. But how how did that day go? Because, you, like you say, you did come away with the win, but. It must have felt like one of the biggest games you'd had since the final. Yeah, I think it's sort of um, like a make or break kind of thing. Like we knew the atmosphere was going to be was going to be um, pretty intense, and I just sort of said to the boys, Let, "Let's embrace it," you know. Um, so we walked through that tunnel and then just silence the crowd. But to be fair, they didn't stop all game, and even <laughs> at the end, they were still going. So, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed getting the win there. Um, it's probably one of my favourite places to win. So, um, especially after what happened last year, um, before the knockout. So, yeah, it was a a good win and uh, one I look back fondly on. Yeah, how have you found taking on that captaincy from Ollie White last year? Do you have you changed the the captaincy style at all? Um, I'd say this year we're probably more like bonded as a team. Like we don't really have year groups now. We're sort of just all one one team, and we probably get along. As a as a collective, a lot better. Whether that's going to lead to more success or not, um, but I, I I think I'm probably quite different to Ollie. Ollie, um, it's probably more just a lead by actions. Whereas I, 
I do a bit of both. Um, but yeah, to be fair, I can't really say too much on all because I wasn't, I didn't play too much last year. But um, yeah, I think just including, including from me personally, I include the other boys a bit more as well. So I look to Ollie Burrows and Josh Barton to, to help me out with, with stuff. Um, so I sort of see it as a team rather than just me, really. You talk about uh, last season, sort of <clears throat> collective. There's a lot yeah. of big players that were in that squad last year. It's a, it's crazy how people have gone from playing Buck Super Rugby. Chris, you can't not talk about Exeter yeah. and then leave him out. Going from playing Buck Super Rugby one week, a couple of weeks later, is playing the Autumn Internationals. Uh, yeah. it, was it difficult for you lads to have a lot of players being called upon from other places last year? Uh, I think I think the thing is we're, we've sort of been victims of our own success, if you like. Like on Prem Cup weeks, I was saying to you boys earlier that, that that our team gets absolutely shredded, but it's in a way it's a good thing because it proves how 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 many good players we've got at Exeter, you know. Um, but yeah, like Daft this week's in line to make his debut for Wales, and and then this time last year he was still playing Buck Super Rugby, so it's a credit it's a credit to the uh, to the league really. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's it's not the best for us when our team gets gets uh, ripped apart on Prem Cup weeks, and and like Dan John is now playing Premiership week in week out, so that's our fullback gone. But um, hopefully we'll get him back at some point. But I'm not sure if he wants to come back or not. But yeah. he caused havoc as well. Like he was, he's one of the best players I've seen come to King Coyd in the last year or so, and it's kind of not really a surprise that he's actually made that step up. I say yeah. so soon, but. You know, you are one of those teams who have lost players mid-season because they're just doing so well in, yeah. in Bucks, essentially. Well, yeah, with Dan, you could you could sort of see it coming in pre-season. He was he was tearing up. He was doing better than half the first team, um, training-wise. And then and he's had. He, I think in that week we played uh, the game before. So Loughborough, he got not man of the match from the players. Then we played. Uh, a Chiefs game versus Bristol on the weekend. He got man of the match in that, and then we played um, Met as well. And oh, yeah, Met as well, and he's he got man of the match in that as well. So on the back of three man of the matches in a week, and then he gets called into the prem. So you can't really, uh, you can't that really. Quite nuts. Uh, that is quite nuts. We were we spoke to a couple of the captains. Um, spoke to James Cherry, obviously Nottingham captain, and yeah. and a couple of the Welsh boys as well. And notoriously, they're kind of the teams that don't necessarily get torn apart quite as much because. Like you say, they don't have the links to the Prem and Nottingham are a new side. And they kind of picked you boys out as one of the teams that, like you say, does get ripped apart. And they yeah. sort of saw it as a bit of an advantage to them and a disadvantage to you. But seeing how well the boys do play when they come back, obviously Dan John is gone now. But when he did have that trip with the Chiefs and then came back to play, like you say, he comes back and he plays unbelievable rugby. So do you see it as a as a disadvantage or is it nice getting that? That little bit of experience for the boys. Um, I think to be fair, we've got three hundred boys in the club, and you know, if if one person can't play, there's there's an able person that's ready to step up. So it's not it's not really a disadvantage. It's, it's just it's nice when when boys come back in, they've spent a week in a professional environment, so they sort of drive standards a bit, and you can feel it yourself. If if we spend a week training at the club because we didn't have a game. So like last week, we all all the boys that are with Chiefs trained full a full week at the club. We come back in this week and we'll just push them standards a bit higher because you know that's what we've been used to. Um. So yeah, when someone comes back in, they they definitely push it back up. But that being said, it's not it's not the end of the world if we do miss them. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact they've got so many players who 
go, you know, play for different teams like yourself last year. Uh, you played for Scotland in the 20s. Uh, how was that for you being called upon to play for Scotland and then coming back to, to uni? Was it difficult to balance those two? Yeah, that was a sort of hectic, hectic time of the year. Like I was out for the first four months with a knee injury and then came back, played Hartbury away. Then the next week I was in Scotland playing against England. Um, and then the week after that, I was on the bench with the Prem. Um, and then I was back in Scotland the week after that. Then I was travelling reserve here, there and everywhere. So, um, but you sort of just get used to it. That's sort of that's sort of what we have to do as like a young lad at, at, at Chiefs. But you sort of, you learn a lot from it. It's, it's never a bad thing. So um, but you just get on with it, don't you? Like you just keep your head down, keep working. And, and then you can't really complain when you're getting chances. So, Absolutely. And... Obviously, playing for Scotland, what, what does it feel like to put on that jersey? Yeah, um, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal, really. Like um, our 18 season, we were two days away from playing England, and COVID hit. Um, so that was a big sort of driver when I was in lockdown. That like I annoyed that we didn't play. So it was nice we had that 2021 Six Nations. Um, so that was good, and then yeah, and then last year as well. But it's, it's always an honour to to represent your country, but. Obviously, the results didn't quite go our way, but but it's still a, a great experience. So, so yeah, you you've been involved in the in. Am I right in saying Scotland under sixteens, eighteens, and twenties? Yeah, yeah. Was the plan always to then go into the university route and kind of not follow your brother, but it worked out well for him? Was that something you'd always planned to do? Um. So well, so me and Ted came to the uni at the same time. So basically, um, I did Scotland sixteens, eighteens was at Sale. Uh, and then spoke with Sale and asked if there was any chances I could do uni alongside staying with them. And they, they said it's, it wasn't something they were doing it at that current moment in time. Uh, so I just thought I'd looked at the best unis with the best links at the clubs and I went down to Exeter. Um, and then, yeah, just through training there, playing for Scotland Chiefs, invited me to to do a bit of training with them alongside uni and then, um, and then managed to pick up a contract from them. So it, it sort of, you, you, I saw... Boxy Rugby from afar and then decided to join and Ted did two years out of school at Sale and then so me and him joined joined uni at the same time but he's obviously two years older so we both both sort of joined um, together if you like. So what was it that why did you go Exeter and and, and he went left bro what was, um, what was the thinking there? Could have I been a know, powerhouse really, like, in the back. So. Um, so I don't know Exeter when I was looking around unis um, the only unis I had on my on my shortlist for ones that are in books for rugby so I went went and looked around them all um and just extra matched matched what I wanted really it was a, a Russell Group uni that was good for my course um and yeah the, the rugby setup seemed pretty good they're always pretty near the top so um yeah and I liked I liked it I liked it down there so yeah you talk about doing your course how do you find the balance between playing rugby you know you play for Chiefs and uni and then you've got your course on top of that we spoke to uh, Luke Pollock a couple of weeks ago about um, the Cardiff Uni setup and how they're all driven in their courses uh, respectively and then almost Bucks is like an added bonus almost to Cardiff University. How is it for you to balance both? Um, yeah, so I do economics, so I'm probably one of the busier busier lads out of, out of us all. Um, but the thing I find is if you're up at 25, 6 in the morning, you come back, you just get on with your work. And so if you like, like, I know probably normally uni students don't get up till 10, 11. So like being a rugby player makes you more productive. So um, you just get on with it. And then 
it's, yeah, it's just you have to just get on with it and keep your head down and, and plug away. And if if you're not doing well at uni, then Chiefs will tell you off. So, um, or we always get time near exams. If you if you need the time, you take the time off training, and you just miss training for for your work. So your work comes first at the end of the day. And if you're not if you're not progressing at that, then then other parts of of the rugby will um will take a hit because they won't let you fall behind. So, um, so yeah, it's sort of a necessity to to get it done, really. It's actually surprising. I suppose it's encouraging that you've said this, actually a benefit of having rugby because you say you're more productive in the morning. Like, it's, it's not something we necessarily expected. When we spoke to a lot of the boys, it's kind of, we're expecting them to say, no, rugby's everything. And, you know, the... The adults we say say in, in the game then say, Oh, look, you get your degree and you get a rugby yeah. career. And someone watching on in uni, I think maybe we were like, Oh no, they just want to play rugby and then they've got the course on the side. But it it's it's quite it's nice to hear, I suppose, that you boys do actually prioritize getting the because that is the difference between you and yeah. the academy boys, is that you're getting a degree essentially. Well, uh, to be fair, there are a lot of boys who will just who have come to Exeter just for the rugby and then they don't <laughs> their degree. But I, my point is always that I, if I wanted to just have done rugby, I'd have, I'd have probably stayed up north. But um, you know, I, I came down here for my degree first, so I want to I want to nail that and, and get that. So that's always where my motivation comes from. But there are certainly, as you say, boys that just come for the rugby, and, but then they do well at it, so you can't really complain. <laughs> Was your brother similar as well? Like, did he come? Like, because obviously Loughborough, a great university, sporting yeah. and academic wise. Um, yeah, so Ted just did two years at Sale where he was, as you say, just an academy boy. And I think um, he's a fairly smart lad, so he was going pretty mad. Our, our mum's a teacher, um, so she's always banging on about us getting an education and stuff. So she was um, she was sort of pushing him to to go to uni because he, he would probably be too old to go if he didn't go um, after two years. So, yeah, um, it's not and it's not exactly a bad standard of rugby either, either is it? So, um, so yeah. It was mum driving you towards the uni thing, then that there's the answer you're looking for. Yeah. Do you have that competitive rivalry but between you two? Is it is it kind of like uh, you know, whose uni's better, who's gonna finish higher? I know he's injured at the moment, but do you talk about that kind of thing? Um, so it's a funny one, really. Like as we were growing up, I just always looked up to Ted. So he was always two years above me. So he'd be doing the next thing, whether it was whether it was getting into sale and then I'd I'd be wanting to do that and then playing for the 18s I'd watch him and then I'd I'd go and do it and then he he played for England when he was 18 so then I'd I'd look and want to go and play international uh, and then he got signed so that was always it's always like the next stage I was just watching him doing that and so it's funny that we're now at the same sort of level where we can wind each other up we've we've still not played each other yet um, which I think our parents are quite happy about um, I think they've sort of said that we're destined not to play each other because it's either one of us is injured or one of us is busy um, somewhere else. So, um, but hopefully I'll get to play him this season, and uh, that'll be a, a nice, tasty, a nice, tasty game. So yeah, yeah, we were talking about that um, earlier this year about uh, almost the leather barrel derby um, left against Exeter. Uh, it was interesting actually um, that you didn't play each other last time. What in terms of when you look at your brother then as a player, what yeah. what do you take from him as like almost he's been a leader already last year? Do you take like advice off of him? Uh, it's funny, really. I used to like I'd send him all my clips and he'd he'd tell me this and that. Um, but now nowadays we sort of just have more of a friendly chat about our games, so it's quite nice. It's it's more like talking to your mate. So he'll he'll ask me 
why I'm doing this and why I'm not doing that. And I'll I'll tell him what my coach's viewpoint is and stuff and 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 I'll get his point of view. So it's not like um a rivalry or or tips off each other. It's sort of just helping each other out. Nowadays it used to be like that, but but yeah. Sounds like you're more like you kind of have achieved that, I suppose it's a little goal of yours just to be you're on the same level now. Like you said, you've always been that two years behind yeah. and it seems like now you two are on that same level and it's set up perfectly for the derby mate i can't wait to see you play each other yeah yeah i was always at school, i was always um so we're both at kirkham and i was always obviously he went there for two years first and then i joined when he left so i was just ted's little brother there ah uh, mate now quite, you're now you got your chance yeah, to be the main nice man not to just be a little brother anymore it's just we're now sort of the same so it, yeah it is nice but i looked yeah. on a couple of profiles online right yeah. It's got you, but one of them had you both at the same height. Yeah, one of them not. had you shorter, and one of them had you taller. Who's who's actually the bigger man? I'm six one. Ted's six foot. If he's lucky, mate. Ted's, <laughs> he's he's an inch shorter than me. Ted, there's no way Ted's six foot, mate. No way. Oh, um, mate, we had a hun- there was a hun- one point eight five meters. It had you both. Who's down. that? That's neither of us. I'm one point eight four, and that's if I'm pushing it really. So, really, <laughs> well, they're very generous <laughs> in this page. Yeah. You, um, they've got you. They've got uh, you as ten kg heavier though. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but oh, so yeah, I'm about crazy. I'm about one hundred five to one hundred. I'm probably I've lost a bit of weight this season just so I can be a bit fitter. So I'm probably about one hundred five hundred six. Ted's probably mid 90s i think but um he carries it he carries it in his legs really so if he's too heavy he'll just he looks like a meatball whereas i can i can probably <laughs> carry a bit more without him showing <laughs> oh, i can't wait for the i can't wait for you to play each other yeah it's on the it's just before christmas is he looking likely to be back fit by then yeah i hope so um he said yeah i think he's hoping to be back um christmas ish time but he originally thought it was just going to be a, a four to six week thing, but I think it's looking more more serious. But um, he doesn't he doesn't keep me too updated because he doesn't want me to to get any competitive knowledge. But I just I'm actually genuinely just looking out for him as my brother. But yeah, he doesn't think that. So that's the thing, mate. When you're um, on the same level now, there's no trade secrets exchanged, mate. It's all yeah, exactly. it's all up tight now. Uh, but his side do <laughs> sit top when he does make a return. You're in at fourth now, so it's kind of set up nicely for the rest of the season for both of you. Do you have your own goals, and have they changed since the start of the season now as a captain? Um, not really. Like we want to win everything. That's just the way Exeter is, you know. Um, but if if we don't, then we'll target the championship and whatnot, like we did last year. You know, we're pretty confident we can we can beat most people on the day. Um. It's just about whichever team finds a bit of consistency because the the thing is, it's a tough game every week and and because of the seven teams that are so good, it's like someone's always going to drop points. So it's going to take someone to 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 take the lead and and go out on a on a stretch. But at the moment, it doesn't it doesn't seem like anyone's pulling away. Like last year, it was mainly us and Durham, and everyone else was sort of and and then it was Met and Loughborough, and then everyone else was behind that. So, um, but yeah, this year it's a lot different and. It's probably a lot better, to be honest, um, for the league as a whole, really. Yeah, and the fact that you say it's a lot different, is it tough, like, mentally for the whole whole squad? Because you lost to Cardiff Uni uh, at Sandy Park, which is, I believe, the first time they've beaten Exeter away from home, and the first time that you've lost at Sandy Park to, is it any Welsh opponent? I think so. I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm not so too sure on all the records. but Yeah, arguably, it's a... It's, 
I guess it's a big loss, isn't it, to lose that record? But um, in, lad. yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, like, is it hard for the boys to like bounce back and then you get a massive win then against a different team, which could potentially come this week against Durham? Is it hard to go from those extreme highs to the extreme lows? Um, I think to be fair, I was sat in a meeting at Chiefs the other day with um, Omar, the defense coach, and he was saying that. The, a, a good or a, a normal player or an average player will take the massive highs and celebrate them too much and take the massive lows and, and get too sad about them and it, I sort of thought about it and you know I f- really do not like losing and after varsity I was proper proper not not happy um, but you sort of you realise it's a long it's a tw- 18 game league you know one loss isn't going to define your season and and you've just got to get back on the horse and go again Um I think one thing that happens this year more than any is, you know, we went Swansea away last year. We absolutely battered them by 50 points. And you, you, you'd probably be forgiven for thinking that might be an easy game, but there are no easy games like Nottingham. We scraped by by five points. So you can't underestimate anyone. And every week you've got, you've got to get yourself up for it. You can't just get yourself up for, for four games a year. You know, it, it's every week you've got to, you've got to get up for it and, and absolutely go for it. Otherwise you're going to, you're not going to get on the right side of the result. So. That's something that all of actually everyone we've spoken to so far this season has said was that there are no easy games, which is the which is the cliche. But now that Nottingham have come in and scoring a crazy number of tries, given that they are the new boys in the league, there are no easy games. Who who are the teams that have actually maybe surprised you? Because we've seen what Cardiff Uni have done. Bath have completely turned it around. Have, who's the team that you've been surprised at the most? Um, well, I mentioned Bath before, but. You- could sort of see that coming with the the lads that you knew were there. Probably Cardiff, to be honest. Like I, I don't know where it's come from. Like last year, they, they were just uh, without with all due respect, they were a pretty average side. Um, you know, it was a pretty comfortable win both both times we played them. But um, they, I don't know what what's happened and where they've come from. But to be fair, they're absolutely flying. So, um, so yeah, probably Cardiff. Yeah, and for the rest of the season, um, you've got a couple of big games. Obviously, going up to Durham uh, this week. But we can't not talk about Exeter Durham and not talk about the final last year. Um, were, were you playing in that game? No, I had a um, I broke my cheekbone in my eye socket, so I was on the sidelines. But, How was it um, to watch from the side? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I drove up to Worcester with three of my best mates in the car, and then I remember Daff went over and scored, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to do it!" I couldn't quite believe we we're going to do it because the game was just to and fro the whole time. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely mad. Um, I was gutted not to be on the pitch, but at the end of the day, I'd, I'd played two games of the whole season, so it didn't it didn't kind of feel like my 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 team to be in. So that's that's why this year's even more important for me personally. I did see a couple of videos of you in the stands having a couple of beers. <laughs> like yeah. it was probably quite nice to enjoy it once you realise you might actually win. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just it, it was good that we won, but then at the same time, you're like, oh, I could have been on the pitch. You know what I mean? But yeah, all credit to the boys. They were, that was pretty unreal that day. Um, you just, yeah, I just didn't believe it would happen and then it did. And it was just, yeah, absolutely class. We spoke about some of the boys who were in the team last year and carried over to this year, obviously, Dan, John, we spoke about. Yeah. We always pick out the flair players, you know, in all the teams. Cardiff, Ed Dunford always pops up. Who are the boys in your team that that really kind of stand out as as maybe someone that we wouldn't pick out naturally, but you see them putting in the hard yards behind the scenes and you just wouldn't want to leave um, out on match day? Oh, I think. Um, Tough question. What, what was, Ollie Burrows, to be fair, 
like I know he, he probably gets a fair few plaudits, but the amount of the amount of work he gets through and the amount of leadership and experience he brings to our to our scrum and our line out is and his his darts are just exceptional. Like our whole set piece is pretty pivotal on him. Um and then props wise, probably um Jared Williams. I know he gets a bit of a bit of stick for being for being a bit of a meme within our club, but it's only because we love him. But the amount of he came on and did a 75 minute shift on Wednesday, and the amount of work he gets through, just and tackles, clear outs, just everything, just like the graft is is, is pretty unreal to be fair to him. Um, and then yeah, probably to be fair, one of my housemates, Sam Higginson, calls our line outs, and he's get he's just getting better and better at that every every week. So probably keep it in the park and, and say them too, to be honest. Because every year there's a lot of ins and outs in every Buck Super Rugby team. And you mentioned Ollie there. He he came in, uh, well, he's a starter this year, last year on the bench for the majority of the season with Chris Moore in there. Does a lot of the lads feel like they've got a lot to live up to? Because obviously last year you can't do much better than <laughs> winning Buck Super Rugby. So is there a lot of lads that felt pressure coming into this year? Yeah, well, there's a lot of boys, because obviously, I should say, it's a long season, so a lot of boys have played already. But it's just about nailing that that starting starting spot. So there's boys coming back from injuries and stuff, and you just got they've got to nail the spot down. But obviously there is pressure, um, and you got to you got to live up to who's been in the shirt before you. That's certainly something I think about. Um, but but yeah, the expectation is always is always to win, no matter if you're playing for the ones or the other tens extra. You know what I mean? It's not it's so what they'll they'll, they'll have been used to playing in a team that wants to win. So. Um, Yes and no, in a way, really. And uh, yeah, this week it's a big game uh, for you boys playing against Durham. It happens to be again in a in a Prem Cup week, which seems to be a, a nightmare for you boys. Um, <laughs> what do you expect going into this week with obviously the, I guess the clash of sort of um, well between uh, the Chiefs and uh, Uni? What do you expect from the Durham game? Yeah, well, to be fair, I don't know who's we don't know who's doing what yet. I don't know if I'm playing or if I'm at Exeter. No one, we don't really know until until Sunday, Monday kind of time. Um, but Durham's are like an old rival in it from last season, so it's a team that they'll be up for playing us. And we lost there last season, so if we can if we can get a result there, then that puts us properly on the right path. They've probably had a similar start to the season where they they've struggled, they've lost pretty much the whole pack because they were all quite old lads. So. Um, It'll be good. I'm looking forward to playing against Murph, the captain, because he's one of my best mates from home. So um, that'll be fun. Um, he's got his own little rivalries yeah. in the league, mate. He's got his own yeah. little uh, yeah. little yeah. I know quite a lot of boys from the Durham team because obviously a lot of boys from up north go go to Durham. Um, so there's a few boys from school as well. Uh, um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a tough test, but um, I'm more than confident the boys can can pull away with the result. Hopefully. Talking about that, do you manage to watch much of the other games like on the streams that the Bucks do? Have you yeah. seen much of the other teams? Um, so we watched um, Hartbury versus uh, Met in the in their varsity thing on the way back from Nottingham. Um, so I'll always try and watch it if it's on. But if I've if I've missed it live, um, unless we're playing in the next week, I probably I probably don't watch it unless it's um unless it's unless it's um, been a really good game, because I just try and switch off, because you'll drive yourself mad if you're not careful. Yeah, just rugby all the time, like up at 6.30 this morning he was. <laughs> uh, right, so what we normally do now, mate, is try try and predict next week's results. It, it hasn't yeah. gone massively well for me and Griff so no. far. No, um, so we're recruiting you to try and help us. We go up against the polls on Twitter. 
Last yeah. week, the polls got five out of five. First time yeah. that anyone's got them all right. Shock, they managed to do it. So we're falling behind a little bit, mate. So I go to the fixtures and uh, I'll just get your opinions, boys, on on how you think the teams have played and, and what you think they're going to do this year. We'll start off with um, it's Bath against Swansea. Bath are home. You know how good Bath have been. It, it screams that Swansea just need that one result, really, don't they? We'll start with Griff. What do you reckon? I think um, a lot of the time with these, the initial reaction of uh, our faces, so we sort of know uh, well who's going to take the victory in this one. Um, Bath has to be said they've almost they've surprised me quite a bit last year because obviously they weren't brilliant last year. They didn't have their best season, but historically in PSR they've been really good, and this year they're showing um, all the signs of a team that could uh, compete in the top four. I'm not seeing much from Swansea at the moment. It has to be said, they haven't had quite uh, enough game time on the streams so far this year. But it ha- it's hard to drop, uh, give an opinion too uh, too big on Swansea. But for me, I'd probably lean towards Bath. Ollie, you played them last week. What do you reckon? Uh, a decent side, physical. To be fair, um, I think it's a bit of a, a banana skin for for Bath. You know that. They've certainly they've got a few scalps, you know. They beat Loughborough at home, but but are they going to be up for it at Swansea? But um, I'll probably have to back Bath to be fair. But yeah, I'll Bath have... was the side you mentioned a few yeah. times. To be fair, and they are playing ridiculous rugby. I know they benefit, like you say, from being on the stream a few times, but they are an impressive side. I think Bath is probably the safe bet. We'll go with them. We've got some got some catching up to do, lads. Um, the next one, Harp we left, bro. We've seen how good Loughborough have been. Massive result on Wednesday. Harbour at home, though, and they've been close in a lot of games. Ollie, this time we'll start with you. What do you reckon for that one? I don't know. I'd, probably, well, I'd, I'd like Harbour to win. Um, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, um, I'm not sure, really. I think we played Harbour and, and I think we we feel that we, we lost that game more than they won it, but that's probably us talking and being annoyed that we lost. But um, when we played Loughborough, you know, they're a pretty impressive team. Their pack's got a, a fair few experienced heads in it. So um, I'll probably have to have to back Loughborough, to be fair. Yeah, yeah I agree. agree. Yeah, I, I think agree. on the on the stream this week, Loughborough were looking tenacious in the last 20 minutes. They were unstoppable. Yeah, despite Cardiff Union had a yellow card, they were they were unstoppable. They were Even when Charlie Tickham's kicking wasn't quite on point, they still managed to get 31 points. Yeah. So it's like it's difficult to stop a team that can manage that. I've never had any luck watching Charlie Tickham. I've so many people tell me how good he is. I know he's good because I see him on 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 Twitter. Every time I've watched him, he's just he might have had the worst game of his life every time because <laughs> we went up to Swansea and and he and he he just couldn't kick anything, could he? But in that one game of the season. And I was like, oh, <laughs> mate, is this Charlie? It was a storm. You've got to get, you yeah, there mean... was a massive storm. I will give him that. And we interviewed him and he was, and he was, you know, getting to Mr. Kicks. And then the, they play them again the week after and he runs the game. So I think I've just been a bit unlucky. But yeah, watching, like, even if Charlie's not kicking, Loughborough still managed to put Cardiff aside, who arguably are the most informed team this year so far. So... We'll go with Loughborough. I'm sure Charlie will be class because they're not on the stream and I won't be watching. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure he'll do the business. Cardiff, Nottingham, they've had just a disgusting run of fixtures after their two wins, Nottingham. And like I say, Cardiff will be looking to get a win. Griff. Is this one in side. Cardiff? This one is in Cardiff. 
Oh, yeah. Um, when I went to watch uh, Cardiff Uni against Hartbury in that in the first half, when they actually lost to Hartbury, Cardiff were looking sensational, and they've got a new facility, a new pitch this season, and uh, it looks like they're playing with some arrogance, if anything, on that pitch, and they're not be. I don't think they're going to get stopped this week. Has to be said though. Nottingham have been almost dealt a rotten hand with these fixtures. Is it? But they, so they had Durham, Met, Exeter, Loughborough, Bath, now Cardiff. <laughs> like, come on, give them, give, give them, them a, a chance, break. please. Yeah. So uh, overall, yeah, I think Cardiff Uni, but it's, I backed not. We backed Nottingham last week, and they didn't. They didn't supply. So we're gonna have to go for Cardiff. I mean, the thing is that what do you reckon Ollie because I feel like there is only one answer from you you mentioned how good you think Cardiff is yeah um, so I was pleasant well not pleasantly at the time but I was surprised by Nottingham how good their attack was you know it caused yeah. our defense a fair few problems so um, if they can get that if they can get that ticking they might they might cause an upset you know the um, Cardiff certainly slipped up against Beckett away so um, I, I'll, I'll still back Cardiff but I'm, I'm hoping not <laughs> do a job i'll probably text cherry and wish him good luck well um... yeah no we always do that that's the thing is so it's nice because we've said it a couple of times unfortunate for the North- northumbria boys but now that they are gone and nottingham have replaced them it is nice just to be like i fancy the underdogs because they, yeah. they've shown they can do it there's no there's no longer that game where you can afford to maybe rest the boys because if you do we saw what happened with cardiff when they played leeds rested yeah. only a couple of boys and then bang one of the teams that were potentially having the worst season in the league, bag a draw against top of the table. So maybe this week isn't the week to back Nottingham, but they're gonna they're gonna be all right. I feel like, yeah, um, eventually. Back to the games with a little bit of bias involved, maybe. Then Durham Exeter is the one that you might or may not be playing in. Ollie, you said you were confident. Are you gonna back that up now? Are you are you gonna say Exeter? Yeah, yeah, back the boys, one hundred percent. You know, Durham have had a pretty tough start. Uh, I look at their team, and and it's not, it's not really on the same level as it was last year. Still a, still a pretty good team, but um, I'm, I'm pretty confident we can if we if we get taken early on, we can hopefully get a result up there. So I'll, I'll have to back ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah this could I, be a differentiating uh, factor as well. A lot of people will vote Durham at home. Yeah. I completely, um, completely agree with Ollie here. I think Exeter are going to win because. The fact that Nottingham, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on Durham, but Nottingham went up there, the new boys in the league, and managed to get a, a, a no a try bonus point for the first time, and that shocked me to start off. And then watching them on the stream uh, this week, this uh, just been against Cardiff Met, I was I was quite disappointed. I'll be honest with Durham. Look, in going into that game, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be one of the best games of the season. Because last year, how tight it was, 13-all, first game of the season at Kinkoid, that was exactly what the doctor ordered for that game. But this year, they, they just didn't look like they were in that game at any point. And they, I'm not sure what, what it is with Durham this year. They don't look quite the same. They've lost a lot of players. But, um, yeah, Exeter looking sharp and... Uh, yeah, slight bias maybe because Ollie's on the podcast, but we'll go with Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, we're all about the bias, and that's probably. I think we've gone bias, with uh, the t- everyone's team when they've been on the pod. Oh, what a coincidence! Lads. <laughs> <laughs> the last game though is Met versus Leeds, and like I say, this would have been a lot easier to predict before that Cardiff draw. Yeah, I don't know where what we're gonna. I feel like we're all thinking Met, 
Met at home. Yeah, met at home as well. Probably have to probably have to go with Met. Um, <laughs> the Beckett boys have had a long season, haven't they? Especially away yeah. from home. Um, you might you might say something different if it was just Beckett at home, but Met Met at home with the art uh, with the with the ultras or whatever. They'll probably uh, they'll probably get the win now, won't they? So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think there's a, a doubt in my mind to be honest, because I mean Leeds Beckett have had a pretty poor season. We we need to stop laying into them because they might get a bit upset. But two <laughs> points in a in one game at home against Cardiff Uni, where realistically I think Cardiff Uni. Well, I heard that um, Cardiff Uni missed the pe- uh, penalty or the conversion in the dying embers of that game to take the victory as well. So they were. Oh, if anything, lucky to get two points for that game. Maybe he would have got one, but um, I reckon Leeds Becker in for a, a tough run before Christmas, and they'll need to uh, regroup over over the festive period. Problem is, they've got a good. You played them, Ollie. Yeah. Um, did you play in that game when you? When yeah, you yeah. Yeah. When I watched them, they looked like they had some good ball carrying forwards, decent play at the back. Couple of mistakes slipped in later on, but they looked like a decent team. They didn't look like they were going to be struggling. I know you had a very good performance that day, judging by the score. Um, did you did you feel like they were a team that just couldn't compete, or was it tougher than it than it actually looked? No, it was a tough first half. The the thing was uh, like um, they're forwards, big boys. Um, I I knew a couple of them from like playing them in the past and one of them games they're not they're not nice to play against in a sense you don't I didn't really enjoy playing against them um but th- they cause you problems that you don't really think about like just the way they kick and stuff like that um they're a difficult team to break down and then you were always on edge we were always on edge about just keep going and going and going because we didn't want to let them let them get back into the game so um I think they're probably a better team than our score I suggested but um it's just at this level you've got to be you've got to be so organized and I think they're probably that's probably just what they're missing a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So there's our predictions then. <laughs> the one that we might go against the polls is your game, lad. So we're relying on you to get that win now on Wednesday. Um, pretty confident we'll, we should be all right. Hopefully, hopefully, anyways. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, mate, and uh, all the best on uh, on Wednesday. Thank you. Sweet.